tonight on another episode of For Such a Time as This. I've been away for a couple of weeks <clears throat> due to some surgery that I had. And I thank God that he has allowed me to come through the surgery and be able to be back at the table one more time for our kitchen table conversation. <clears throat> Good to be back with my brother, Reverend John Mason. I am Reverend G. Lewis Tillman. We are for such a time as this, the time is now. Again, we do apologize about uh, being away. We like to be consistent. We like to be here every week, every Tuesday at seven o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time to share with you all what we feel God has made on our hearts for this time right here. It is a pleasure, it is a privilege, it is an honor to be back on tonight. <clears throat> a couple weeks ago we had put up a flyer that said uh, what we would be discussing. And uh, one thing that Mason and I have come to understand and to learn is that we make way for God to have his way. So we can be thinking we're going to go one way and the Lord will allow us to go another way. And on today, uh, that's going to happen because based upon the flyer that we had put up, we were actually supposed to have been talking about ain't no need to worry. Uh, but and tonight, uh, we're going to talk about something that is very important. We're going to go back to the old days in the church and deal with a subject that the preachers used to talk about all the time, Brother Mason. <clears throat> yeah, we, we're going to talk about and it's not a popular subject. There's even debate as to the reality of it. But tonight, we don't question the reality of it because of the one that says real. So on tonight, we're going to talk about hell. Don't go there. Hell, don't go there. We're going to come out of Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. Reverend Mason, if you don't mind, sir, if you will lead us to the throne of grace. And um, before you pray, Reverend Mason, if you will, make sure you lift up our good friend and our brother, Pastor Frank Thompson, and the loss of his daughter. Um, either yesterday or today, I just got a call this morning. Um, I know he and his wife are hurting right now, so if you would lift them up in prayer, but if you would lead us to the throne of grace. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for another day. Yes, Lord. 
that you allowed us to see. And as always, Father, it wasn't guaranteed to us, wasn't promised. And there's nothing we did to earn it, Father, but it was only because of your grace and mercy that you decided to leave us here in the land of the living just one more time. Thank you for it, Father, right now. We ask that you go with us today as we go into this most important subject, Father. Yes, God. And Lord, give us wisdom, give us knowledge and understanding of Not what we're going to learn today, Father, that somebody would be drawn to the cross yes, because of what's going to be said tonight. Saturated. And Lord, that you speak through us, Father, speak to us yes, and through us, Father, so they will hear you through us, Father. Speak up. And Lord, that everything, Father, that they need, they know that they can find it in you. Yes, Lord. Thank you for it, Father. We ask that you watch and just comfort Brother Frank Thompson, Father, and his family, Father, for the yes, uh, situation that's going on uh, that happened to his younger daughter. Father. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just ask, Lord, that you let them know that Everything is going to be all right, Father, because you and only you, Lord, know the hearts of men. And, Father, you and only you, Father, know how the situation is going to turn out, Father, for you're, you're a just God. And, Lord, you know all things and that there's nothing uh, that you do, Lord, that even though we don't understand it, Father, you know, uh, we can trust you, Lord, because we know you always have our best interest at heart. Yes, God. So we thank you for tonight, Father. We ask that you just uh, open up our spiritual eyes, open up our spiritual ears, Father, and mainly our spiritual hearts, Father, so that we can drink in this word that we need in order to grow thereby. Yes, God. Your spiritual food. Thank you for it right now. Thank you. And we just believe it's done. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Mason, for leading us in prayer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Lord. And so God, we we just we thank you for this time right now, God. Brother Mason, and you know how God deals with us when it comes to this ministry for such a time as this. We can think we're going one way <clears throat> and we'll end up going somewhere else. And last night I was, since my surgery, my sleep is just all messed up. And I was listening to a sermon that I had saved to listen to later on. Mm -hmm. And a preacher by the name of Reverend Terry Anderson out of Houston, Texas. And he pastored a church called Little Grove. Little Grove, yeah, very familiar. And I'm not trying to re-preach what he did, but I will take some points from what he did. Yeah, exactly. He talked about, and we'll, we'll read it, and it's going to take me a few minutes to read it, because sometimes people 
when, when, when they hear a lot of scriptures read, they think it's going to be an extremely long sermon and they get agitated and they get to the place where they're in a hurry. Have you ever noticed that church is the only place everybody in a hurry to get out of All the time. It's the place people are in a hurry to get out of. But um, I want to read these scriptures so people can get a, a grip of what we're talking about. But also, I'm trying to find it. If it's okay with you, yes, I want to read a poem that I wrote entitled What We're Talking About Tonight. Mm -hmm. So, and we'll do that sometime within the sermon, but in Luke chapter 16, there's a story of what the Bible called a rich man and a beggar. And theologians, scholars named this rich man, but Jesus never did. And, and the story has to be true because it's in red. <laughs> yeah. And every time anything is in red in the Bible, it's my understanding that Jesus talked. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, tonight we ask you to talk because somebody needs to hear this on tonight, God. Because Brother Mason. And I've said this, and I'll probably say it until the day I die, as long as the Lord brings it to my mind. Every time somebody dies, you always hear people say, rip. Rest in peace. Now they've changed it to, I even heard somebody say, rip, rest in power or R-I-H, rest in heaven. But if the truth be told, and that's what we're trying to tell, truth, I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings, I'm not trying to be mean, not trying to be ugly, but everybody that dies is not resting in peace. Some people are suffering in torment, as the story will tell tonight. And if you don't mind, could you read 19, Luke 16, 19 through the B word? Oh, you got your Bible there? I do. You got the King James? I do. Yeah. If you read 19 through 39, Brother Mason, okay. so people can hear what Jesus had to say. Chapter 16, verses 19 through 39. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and he fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked the sores. So it was that the beggar died 
and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember mm. that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us, and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, and he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Mm -mm. That nation, there was a time. There was a time when <clears throat> preachers, long time ago, used to preach hell fire and damnation shut. There was a time. But nowadays, Preaching and preaching about everything <laughs> and anything but hell. They, they're talking about getting your blessing. This is your season to go to another level. This, I got this anointing for you. Breakthrough. Yeah, your breakthrough and miracle. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> yeah, your blessings and uh, it's a new revelation and it's going to take you to another level, you know. Um, all of the things that make people want to come to church because they come to church expecting to be blessed in some type of way. Not coming to be a blessing, but coming to get blessed. And, and the feel-good messages, everybody likes the feel-good messages. Uh, I, there was a song by a group called New Edition. Everybody knows New Edition. You know, they come up in our time and mm -hmm. we listen to them. And they, they, they sung this song called 
can you stand the rain? What's up, man? Talked about everybody like those days that uh, sunny. Sunny days. It's like sunny day. Everybody loved them. They don't love uh, the days that that are raining, basically. So they say, can you stand the rain? You know, it, you don't have a problem like the sunny days when everything is going your way and you know. But when it comes down to oh, oh, stay right there. When it comes down to say, you say, can you stand the rain? Yeah. I want to ask those that don't believe mm -hmm. you think you can stand the pain. Go ahead and walk. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, that's good. <laughs> can you stand the pain? But that, that's, that's what they look at. Uh, those type of messages there make people feel good. It, it, it's a type of message that does not convict. It doesn't step on your toes. You know, it doesn't disturb you. It, it makes you relax, you know, you, you're happy, you know, happy you came to church today because pastor preached and he, he preached on these good things, you know, uh, didn't talk about sin would take you to hell, unforgiving sin, yeah, he, he didn't talk about that kind of stuff, he always talked about all of those things that you named at the beginning, the breakthroughs, the blessings, the miracles, you know, the Bible says that, uh, uh, ones that look for miracles is an adulterous generation. Uh, if they seek miracles, you know, so uh, we want those feel-good messages, you know, not none of this uh, hellfire and brimstone stuff, because that type of stuff there uh, depresses people, you know. Uh, you can't preach those kind of messages uh, and then expect church to be filled. And so, since it's not popular, we don't preach. So nowadays, instead of giving people what they need to hear, I understand every message can't be about hell. I agree. Understand. I agree. <clears throat> but folk need to know that hell is real. Yeah. And folk need to know. Today, that there is an afterlife. Yeah. Hebrews 9, 27. It's true. Said you're going to live a while, but your while going to end at a date called, called your appointment. It says, and as it is appointed unto man once to die, mm -hmm. and after this, the judgment. Right. So when we were born, we came in here with an expiration date already set. Right. And the sad thing is, we don't know when that day is. That's sad. That, that's sad. Yeah. And, and to make matters even worse, when you came here, you came through the womb. Mm -hmm. And when you leave here, you generally leave through the tomb. Yeah. So you're going from the womb to the tomb. But in between those two spaces is what I like to call the dash. The dash. Yes, sir. What are you doing in your dash? How, how are you living in your dash? Mm -hmm. How are you treating people? Do, do you honor God? 
God? Do you dishonor God? And I know folks say, y'all Christians ain't nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. Here's my perspective on an unbeliever trying to speak on a Christian. Yes, we should live what we say. Yes, we should do what the Word of God says. But until you try to live the Christian life, shut your mouth. Like you give that example. Here's a man that's for 35 years been living his own way, and all of a sudden he gets saved. He does not get rid of 35 years of bad living overnight. Ain't a whole lot of Paul's out there. And even Paul said, I got to beat my body into subjection. You were born, I was born. Everybody that was born was born to die. And one day we're going to clock out of here. Truth of the matter is, most of us won't be around for the resurrection. Because we don't know when God's time is. Now, if you start paying attention to what's going on now, you should be looking, seeing that we're closer. Yeah. It appears that we're getting closer. But we still don't know how far away it is. But the thing that people do not get is that you're not going to be here forever. Right. People live like there's no hell. Man, come to tell you there's a hell. Come to tell you, one of my favorite sayings, and I got this from a preacher of mine, is heaven or hell. You're going to miss one, but you ain't going to miss both of them. I agree. I agree. And where you go determines what you did with God's son while you were here. Ain't, ain't it amazing that People make choices every day. Uh, good choices, bad choices. And uh, there are always consequences that come with that. You know, we, we're rewarded for our good choices or good things that we do. And then uh, for the bad things we do, we're disciplined or punished for those types of things. Mm -hmm. and, and the vast majority of people understand that, that that's what's supposed to happen. Right. Uh, especially if you are under some type of authority. With all of us are under some type of authority. You know, either as children, we are under the parents' authority. And we know if we do bad things, we're going to get punished, whippings, and, you know, whatever punishment they give us. Uh, if we're good, then we're going to get rewarded, you know, with something good. Uh, and as you grow up in life, you're under, still under some type of authority. And most times that authority is, uh, is the law. Right. Uh, everybody knows that if you do something good, basically they won't mess with you. But as soon as you break the law or do something bad, they're going to come and exercise that or enforce that authority on you. But what, what's, what's so ironic about this is that they believe all that. But when it comes down to God, who has the ultimate authority, we don't want to believe the way he exercises chastisement and, and, and good things. Uh, all of us are going to have to answer to him. All of us are going to have to have uh, a day of what we call being accountable After this. for what we've done. And, and, and as you said before, you know, 
Uh, it is a point on the man to die once. And after this, the judgment. We're all going to be judged. And some people don't believe that. And, 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 and I'm going to say this because a lot of them, uh, I hear it all the time. I've always heard it my whole life. They say, well, uh, I don't believe a good God you go. would send somebody else to hell or send people to hell. I'm like, okay. I hear exactly what you're saying. Now, listen to what you're saying. <laughs> you said, uh, I don't believe a good God. Now, think about it. I don't believe a good God. See, you have to watch what you say. Now, if hell is a bad place, why would a good God send you there? If he's a good God, automatically you know you ain't going. See, you, when people say that, they don't know what they say. Well, I don't believe a good God would send people to hell. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If he's a good God, he's not going to send you to hell. If you go to hell, it's because you chose to go. Right. So we make those type of choices between good and bad all the time, and you get the repercussions of your choices that you make. So God has given you a choice that will keep you from going to hell. The thing is, is will you choose that? I'm not. So if you don't choose it, you go on there. But he didn't send you there. <laughs> now, now, if he didn't give you a choice, that's a different story. But he gave you a choice. And that choice he gave you is your basically ticket from hell, your escape from hell. Your out. Yep, that's your out. And it's Jesus it's your way out of jail card free like overnight. True. Because hell won't be jail. Exactly. But this one, you don't get out of it. Right. But so why is it that people can believe in heaven but can't believe in hell? Oh, let, let's change that. Why is it that people can't believe in heaven but won't believe in hell? Okay, won't believe. Not that they can't, just don't want they to. They choose not to. Right. Okay. That, exactly. But why is it? Well, because hell has nothing to offer them. It's bad. So again, they have this type of mentality. And I understand that. Uh, it, it's a mentality of ignorance. And ignorance, and I understand it. Ignorance is not a bad thing. It just means that you haven't been taught. If you haven't been taught, you're going to be ignorant about things that you, you don't know about. Well, hold up. Folk are get mad and say, go to. Yeah, they'll say that real quick. But they don't believe it. So why are you going to say go somewhere you don't believe? Something they're used to saying. Okay. I mean, how many times do you say, go to hell? Because <laughs> <laughs> either way you're going, you're going to have to die to get there. So why are they going to say, just go to hell? Which so, means I want you to die. So we know really the reason that they don't go is because of what the scripture says when it says, that the God of this has blinded the minds of people. True. You listen to somebody. Right. You, you, you listen to somebody. You have a God. Mm -hmm. It's either the God of heaven, the God of all creation, yeah. or the little G-O-D God of this world. It's true. Now, when it comes to him, again, 
for some reason, folk think that everybody that dies skip hell. They automatically in heaven. I ain't gonna say a bigger lie has never been told. <laughs> but that's a lie from the pit of hell. True. The reason I know that hell is real is because the fellow in the Bible named Jesus says it's real. That's all we need. That, that, there you go, right there. He said in this story that there was two different people, two there was human beings, but they lived two different kind of lifestyles. Right. So first of all, there's a comparison. And we, we're not going, this is just going to be what it is going to be tonight. We're not going to try to shorten it, whatever. We, I'll split it up, whatever. But we're going to let the Lord have his way tonight. Okay. There's a comparison of two different individuals. There's a rich man and there's a beggar. And the Bible says that this rich man, if I can just speak in today's time, he had it going on. He did. He did. He, he had it going on. And I learned from Reverend Terry Anderson that the purple that this man wore, that it came from the dye from Ethiopia. Important. Yeah. So he had his clothes in court. <laughs> but the Bible says that this man, not me saying it, not you saying the Bible, the word of God said that he lived or he fared sumptuously every day. Every day he ate with. If we were to put him in today's terms, he didn't drive, he had chauffeurs. Yeah, he, he might have had his own private jet. Didn't have a servant, had servants. Didn't just eat, he, he didn't eat fish. He ate filet mignon. He did. Rack of lambs and stuff like that. So he fared sumptuously every day. And the Bible says, go ahead, go ahead. When I, when I, when I studied that, uh, him faring sumptuously every day, he was basically a glutton. Hmm. Um, so you, you, you have people uh, like him that's rich. That can get any kind of food they want to. If, if you, you you see how he had the purple imported, had his clothes imported. Think maybe he had some food imported too, because <laughs> he's faring sumptuously every day. Every he, he probably didn't eat the same thing too often. Probably had a different menu all the time. Every. Uh, but he fared sumptuously every day. You know and and. and up until this time, uh, 
Jesus telling this story, you know, the Jews and the uh, Pharisees and all, they, they made fun of him all the time. You know, they, they, they laughed and, and made fun. Uh, Jesus always had a way of getting people's attention. And, you know, up until that time, he talked about riches and all, and uh, basically how, you know, how people, when it comes down to uh, how they see riches in the world, you know, and, and the way Jesus looked at it, they kind of laughed it off, laughed and picked at it. Uh, sort of took Jesus for a joke. But when he talked about this story here and started talking about this, this rich man and Lazarus, I think he struck some fear in some of them's heart. The way they see uh, this story of, of the rich man and Lazarus in a different light now. And so you got this rich man uh, that's sitting at the table <laughs> and, he, and he's faring sumptuously every day. He, he, he's glutton. He's, he's eating all the time, you know, gourmet food. And, and, and as you said before, uh, he, he, he's basically living high on the hog. If, if we put it in those terms. <laughs> uh, and he, he, he's the type of person uh, that's a show-off, that likes to show off what he has. He maybe it's sort of flamboyant in a way. Yes. Yeah, and so when we, when we see him doing that, uh, it's basically like he, he, he likes to shine. Uh, and again, just just show off what he got, you know. But when when, when I see see him doing that, uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, do the same thing, like like to show off what they have. Uh, so he, he's the type of guy, uh, as we'll learn this. That's pretty selfish and stuck on itself. And we're going to see exactly uh, <clears throat> what God points out, what Jesus basically points out about him uh, as we move on through the story. We're probably going to have to pick this up next week. We probably will. Right. Uh, so, so let's go ahead on and jump in there. Okay. So it says, there was a certain rich man. Mm-hmm. Certain rich man, which was clothed in purple mm -hmm. and fine linen, and fared sumptuous every day. There's one man. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate, full of souls. Now remember, we did, we dealt with this before, wasn't it? Right. And we erroneously did what people do. We didn't look into something until I think it was you that stepped back and like, hey, wait a minute. Because you say you are one that where words, you just don't want to hear words. You got to know what the words mean. Because right. we thought when it said that he was laid at his gate, 
that somebody just comfortably laid him there. That's not what this word means in the Greek. He was just tossed to the gate. Right. So you got the beggar, you got the rich man. And the Bible says that it's going to be hard for a rich man to get into heaven. Because see, when you got riches, sometimes you can't see Jesus. Remember that young rich, young rich man? Good master, what must I do to inherit each other? Sell all you got and come follow me. And folks say he couldn't do that. He turned around and walked straight out the back. Never heard from him again. But then there was this man that said, hey, I, I got it going on. I got so much stuff in my barns. I'm going to tear out these barns and build bigger barns. And what did Jesus say? Thou fool, this night your soul is required of me. See, and somebody said, if you want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. Yeah. But he had plans <laughs> to contract some folks the next day, contact some folks and get some stuff going on. But God had different plans. Mm -hmm. And see, that's just how life feels. You don't know if you're going to make it to tomorrow. Right. Right. It's true. You don't know what the next moment holds. Yeah, we plan to be here every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. But we don't know what will stop us or hinder us. True. I don't know if my trip is going to be successful. Right. But not one time has God not allowed me to get here and not get back safe. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. But when you plan something, you better check with God. That's why the old folks, the, the seasoned saints, excuse yeah. me, yeah. when you used to say something pertaining to the future, mm -hmm. they'd always put a tag on it yeah. if it be the Lord's will. <laughs> And James, and they got that from the word of God. James said, say that if the Lord be willing, or if it's the Lord's will. Yeah. But you don't know what tomorrow. That's why you gotta make sure you got stuff right today. It's true. Every time I hear somebody die, of course my heart goes out to the people. Mm -hmm. But one of the first things I think, did that person have it right with God? All those individuals in Ukraine that are dying, if they didn't have it right with God, unless God did something, because he's God. Yeah. According to the word, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, you can't make it easy. And so, this man that fared sumptuously every day, yeah. he had one of his biggest problems, Mason. He didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Somebody said, well, how can you say it? Look at the way he treated Lazarus. Right. The Bible said he was, Lazarus was laid at his gate. This poor man. Mm -hmm. But here's this rich man. You know he had access to medical doctors. Yeah. He could have got Lazarus fixed up, gave him a job. It's true. But as you said, he was living high on the hall, big show up. <laughs> Don't think about nobody but himself. The Bible says, and Lazarus was desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his own. Now watch this thing. They didn't have napkins back in those days. Right. It's true. 
what the rich man would do to clean his hands, he would take a loaf of bread, break the bread, and clean his hands with it, and then throw the crumbs on the floor. And that's all Lazarus was. He wouldn't even get Lazarus the crumbs that fell from the man's face. The Bible said that the dogs came and licked his souls. They had more compassion on him than the rich man. Go ahead, preacher. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. You know, Lazarus was a sick man. Mm -hmm. uh, as you stated, he couldn't even walk to the rich man's gate. Yeah. Uh, so they brought him. And as you said before, they, they basically just, instead of just laying him there gently, they basically just tossed him over there. You know, you can see it, chariot coming by, and all of a sudden they just toss him out. He rolls over to the gate, you know, probably skin up a little bit, and, uh, and just sits there at, at the gate. Uh, he has these uh, sores, probably lacerated, ulcerated type sores that that are basically running type sores. Uh, it talks about the dogs came over and, and, and licked the sores, man. He probably had these open lesions of sores. You know? uh, it's amazing we, we say that dogs are man's best friend. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure that's some sort of truth to that. Uh, but these dogs had more compassion on Lazarus than the, uh, than the rich man did. Uh, it's, it's sad that they did, uh, but they came and gave Lazarus just a little bit of comfort, more than what the rich man did. Yeah, I mean, and it's sad that, uh, that people are like that today. That's it. Serious. Uh, so, you know, Lazarus, the Bible says that he desired the crumbs from the rich man's table. Now, you stated that back then they didn't have napkins. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. They didn't use uh, forks and knives, you know, eating utensils and uh, what the rich man would do after he ate food, like you said, he would take his uh, slice of bread or just break off a piece of bread. That's what he does. And use that as a napkin and throw it down. Uh, Bible calls that crumbs. And Lazarus, even knowing what the rich man had done as far as wiping his nasty, greasy hands, with the bread. <laughs> he still desired oh. just the crumbs, man. Just that bread that he wiped his hands on. He desired that. And and the rich man is, is basically taking that and using it as trash. Like we do a napkin. Once we use it, it goes in the trash. And instead of him giving trash to Lazarus. Talking more. <clears throat> Instead of him giving trash to Lazarus, he totally ignored him. But it's going to cost him a thing. 
and Lazarus dead at his gate every day just for that trash. And he doesn't even give me trash. That's bad when people don't give you their trash. It, it's selfish and selfish people. It is. I've been, been in Charlotte, up here in Charlotte, and for some reason I have this <clears throat> passion for homeless people. Yeah. Why I just want to feed homeless people. I've seen people in these high-priced restaurants pay $40, 50 $60, $100 for two meals, yeah. eat a portion of it and throw it and right outside the window, 5, 10, 15, 20 feet from the restaurant, people sitting there with everything they got. There are some selfish people in this world. Right. There are some people that could help but won't help. Right. This was one of those people. It's true. Somebody that could help but wouldn't help. And so the Bible goes on to say, said that it came to pass, uh oh, here it comes now, that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. It said the rich man died and was buried. This is the part that gets me. And folk want to say that this place ain't real. And it's already told the destination of Lazarus. Now we're getting ready to find out where the rich man was. I think I need to put, because the Lord just put this in the spirit, just because you pour it on me, you go into heaven. It's true. In his poorness, he had a relationship with God. 